This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on another edition of the Music Mania Podcast. I am your host, Clint Schweitzer. Always appreciate you hitting the subscribe button on YouTube or iTunes, whichever you prefer. Guys, we have a very special show today. This is a podcast too big for just one interview. We're going a double dip today as we're going to be joined by Chips Enough from Enough's Enough. Uh, The band is going to be here in Kansas City on Saturday night with the Bullet Boys. Do not miss this show. Guys, it's at the Scene Rock Bar. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be out there uh, you know, enjoying all the uh, all the excitement, all the decadence that's going to be going on, and we're excited to be joined by Chip to talk about the tour, we're going to talk about what his brother Donnie is up to these days, uh, You know, talk about him kind of leaving the band and his some of his comings and goings within Enough's Enough. New album, new tour, getting ready to be announced. He doesn't have all the details just yet, but he's going to give us a little bit of a teaser for what Enough's Enough is going to be up to. It's going to include some other bands. And, you know, give us a little info on the new album that's going to come out, uh, I think, later this year through Frontiers Records. Excited about this. This is my first time uh, talking with Chip. Enough's Enough's always been a band I've been a fan of. Huge fan of the first record. 1989, that thing came out. Had two top ten MTV hits, A New Thing and Fly High Michelle. Of course, you can still hear those songs today. They live on on XM Radio, on Hair Nation. And, uh, of course, Enough's Enough's always been out there in, in various incarnations out there. Playing the festivals, playing, uh, you know, Rocklahomas and M3s and touring, doing the th- their thing, releasing albums. It's what they do. So excited to talk with uh, Chip in our first segment. Then next, we're going to be talking with none other than Madam Mayhem is going to be rejoining the show. She's got a show coming up here. Madam Mayhem is going to be back in Kansas City May 24th at Aftershocks. Please hit her up, madammayhem.com. You can check out all her info, tour dates. I'm a huge fan. Madam Mayhem brings it, man. She's uh, she's beautiful. She's vivacious. Style. All there. The music is there. Got a new album out herself. It's called Ready For Me. And uh, it's been out for a little while. But you can check it out. MadamMayhem.com. You can find out how you can hear that album. Ready For Me is awesome. It's got some tremendous videos. You can check those out on YouTube. Go to her website, like I said, MadamMayhem.com. And... I'm just a fan of the style, fan of what uh, what she's doing. She's been on, she's in, on tour currently with Seven Dust. Going to talk to her about some of the shenanigans going on with that tour. Uh, you know, going out there with Seven Dust, a veteran band like that, and Madam Mayhem has uh, you know has collaborated with uh, notable rock talents, including Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big, uh, Bumblefoot from Guns N' Roses and uh, Sons of Apollo, Rudy Sarzo, uh, John Moyer, Clint Lowry, so many more that she's done it all. She's really up and coming. Support. What this band is doing, Madam Mayhem, um, you know, just a huge fan, and we can't wait to, to go catch her show on May 24th um, in Kansas City, and of course, May 12th, uh, Saturday night, this Saturday night with uh, Enough's Enough. Coming right up, we got Chips Enough going to be joining us to talk about Enough's Enough, all the things going on with them, uh, his side project, Zen for Mars, all that and much more coming up with Chips Enough. 
Well, just wait. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. I got you. How's everything on your end? All right. Sounds pretty good to me, my friend. Sorry I'm running a little late. I was uh, in the studio working. I realized, ah, I'm a half an hour late. I better call him right now. No, oh, that is cool. Don't, don't worry about that at all. That's awesome. I'll tell you what. We're, we're here in Kansas City, Chip. The exciting thing is... We get you in town uh, here this Saturday night with the Bullet Boys, so we'll get to say hello in person and check the show out, man. We're excited to have you guys here on, on Saturday. It's going to be a great show, bro. Nice rock. Freaking rock and roll back to Kansas City, the 80s. Hey, never, always, man. And, and with the Bullet Boys, have you, have, you, have you ever played a show with the Bullet Boys before? Yeah, uh, you know, during the old Sunset Strip days, when they first came out with their first, uh, the, it was the very first single, Smooth Up In Ya. They were MTV really uh, touted that band. They were pushing them like you wouldn't believe. And the guy who produced all those uh, wonderful Van Halen records produced their album, Ted Templeman. So they're on the road, and uh, our agency put us out with them for a few shows. They're all completely sold out. The band was on fire. We never really hung out together because those guys were, you know, big rock stars right then. So they didn't give us a time of day. We were just starting out. And they they were taken off. I think that record, the first Bullet Boys record, came out in late 1988. So uh, we came out a year later, at the end of uh, tail end of '89, our first album. But we got a chance to do a bunch of shows together. And listen, they were jam packed. People loved it. And uh, we were following around Jane's Addiction at the time, so it was like alternative rock and and hard rock all mixed together. Before they had any terms like hair metal or any of that crap. <laughs> it was just rock and roll bands and alternative bands touring around the country. And uh, very well attended. People loved it. Good shows. Right after that tour, uh, Bullet Boys went off on their own. I think they actually did a bunch of shows with uh, uh, Guns N' Roses and maybe they played with uh, Living Color and, and a couple other bands. And we went out with Badlands, Jakey Lee's band. So uh, everybody took a turn. Went took different directions, but uh, wonderful memories back then. A lot of partying, burning the candle at both ends, tons of sex. It was all about rock and roll. It was a lot of, I got to be honest with you, it was debauchery at its finest, right at the tail end too. So, absolutely, and you're going to bring some of that debauchery, you know, here to Kansas City. And I tell you, this is a great venue. I don't think uh, Enough's Enough has played here yet. It's called the Scene, and uh, seen some great bands in there. Kicks has played there, Faster Pussycat in the last couple years. And now we got you guys. Actually, a, a band member of yours, uh, Drew Fortier, uh, with Bang Tango, was just here not too long ago. And I was just talking, did an interview with Drew, and we were talking about you and talking about uh, Zen from Mars, man. What a cool project that is. Where's, what's going on with that right now? Don't know much about it. I just, all I can tell you is it's the singer from Kick Tracy, Drew from Bang Tango, uh, the guitar player from uh, uh, Bill Coin's old band, um, Flip. Uh, terrific That's right. guitar player, by the way. And the drummer from, uh, uh, um, Was it what are they called? Fear Factory? One of, uh, one of those, Was it Fear yeah, F- one of those heavy bands. I think you know who they are. Fear Factory, yeah. Uh, Fear Factory, right. So uh, it's like a little potpourri of different musicians all getting together. We made a record. It sounds great. Um, some of it was produced by the same guy who did the Nirvana stuff. So we had good people behind us. But I can't really tell you a lot about the project, uh, except that it's, it's a great song record. It's There's 10 or 11 songs on it. I don't know when it's going to be released. I heard that EMP was going to put it out, which is uh, Dave, uh, uh, Dave's label from uh, Megadeth. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I don't know any more than that. I, tons of people have asked me about the record. It's just uh, it's a matter of what 
uh, management, the band wants to do. But Zen for Mars is the name of the group, and it's a, a it's a great rock and roll record. Real proud to be a part of it. Well, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big fan of Drews. We kind of hit it off right away, and uh, so excited, excited for that. And you know, but with enough's enough. I mean, you guys have 15, 16 shows here scheduled this summer. I mean, you guys staying, staying busy, staying out on the road. That's what it's all about. I mean, any, anything else gonna, going on for you guys? Past, uh, I think uh, you guys dates lined up till uh, till uh, June, and then a show in August. Anything else coming up this summer for you guys? Yeah, major tour. I'll be announcing it next week. I can't talk about oh. it now. It's through Live Nations. It's uh, Sirius XM Radio promoting it, and it'll be it'll be a massive tour for us. It'll be three months on the road, um, but I can't say I can't tell you any more than that. There's gonna be some great fans on there. I can tell you that much. And it's bringing back the Sunset Strip whole whole vibe from the, in the old days. You know, great bands, wonderful songwriting, and uh, we'll be traveling around the Oscar Minor Wiener Wagon for about three months. So. <laughs> Well, that's I, great. I can't really tell you much more than that. I will tell you this, though. That scene, the place that we're playing this weekend, I'm good friends with John. I've loved him forever. We, I know I, I we've done a gig there before, but it's been a long time. But Kansas City was my old hood. I used to hang out there all the time. I used to hang with Johnny Deere. We'd come to a tour, and I'd, go, I'd pull off. We had the Nirvana tour bus. We'd pull right in there. at 5.30 in the morning, do the morning show with Johnny Deere. And some great, wonderful moments out there. That's right. Enough Enough was integral in, in 98.9 The Rock really taking hold. Uh, I think the, the station's been around since about 1990, right around when you uh, released your first album. And yeah, Johnny Dare's still around, still rocking it up here, man. He's still doing his thing. Isn't that oh, crazy? Absolutely. Yeah, he's been around for a long time because he's real good at what he does. Uh, he, and he loves rock and roll. He brings bands in there. And he, he, keeps the, he helps keep the scene alive. And Kansas City, you know, in the old days, is only known for a few things. John Deere trucks <laughs> and... Uh, and there are massive amounts of cocaine that come through, uh, but they're doing very well now. You guys have got a good football team, strong baseball team. Uh, Sports-wise, it's you know it's a blue-collar place, and a lot of people out there they really they're starving for rock and roll. I, I hope we can provide a. A good night for everybody to get out and let their hair down and burn the candle at both ends. Absolutely, and I was going to ask you about that because I'd read somewhere that you'd played sports growing up quite a bit. I assumed that you were a fan of, of all the Chicago teams. Uh, what what uh, what'd you grow up playing and kind of who are, who are your teams these days? Well, I love, of course I love Chicago. I'm a big Sox sure. and Cup fan. I like both teams. But when I was younger, I played baseball. I tried out for Cincinnati Reds, the Kansas City Royals, the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago White Sox, 15, 16-year-old kid pitching. I guess I just didn't have a fast enough fastball. So I didn't throw hard enough. And wow. uh, I didn't get a chance to take it to the next level. But hey, most kids I know don't get a chance to try out for major league teams. So it's like a nice feather in my cap. I think what I did was I learned the fundamentals of sports and used that when I put the band together. And uh, I'm good with team camaraderie and looking out for each other. And I, that's why that's enough has been together all these years. We have 21 albums out. That's funny that you say that. Uh, I think it was Brian Forsyth from Kix said he was on track to be a trash man until the Beatles came out, and it changed changed that for him. So for you, you're on track to be a, an, an athlete, and then you know, then this rock and roll thing just kind of happened. Hey, that's not not too bad. They're not too bad of a trade off, is it? Well, got the answer. I grew up listening to Don Kirshner's rock concert, American Bandstand, the Midnight Special, begging my mom and dad if I could stay up late at night and watch those shows, and they were kind of let me do it. And I think that set the tone for what, what I do now for a living. I, I grew up listening to Beatles, of course. It's pretty obvious and Queen. But, you know, I love Alice Cooper. I love Black Sabbath. I love Mata Hoopa. I, I love The Who and Led Zeppelin. There's just so many bands out there. And today, you got The Struts and Louis XIV and uh, The Killers and Foo Fighters. 
it's a pretty good scene out there right now too with the uh, rock and roll and when I hear people say ah you know uh, let's keep rock and roll alive it never went anywhere yeah the biggest shows out there around the country the biggest artists are, are rock by Guns N' Roses huge the uh, Rolling Stones huge um, and then the list goes on the Eagles there's so many good bands out there that, are, that pack them in all by themselves where it would take 10 hip hop bands to bring the people that one band brings in so uh, rock and roll is still alive and flourishing. You might not hear it on MTV, uh, but you hear it on classic rock radio and, and Johnny Deere and guys like that and Howard Stern. They still play it and they push it, and it's a good thing. Well, you guys have released over 20 albums, uh, I think 21 at this point. Um, what? How important is that for you to keep releasing new music uh, for your fans? Because that seems something that you know, uh, you know, some bands say, you know what, we're just it's just not worth it anymore, or whatever. For you guys, it's very important. Clearly. You two still putting records out? Sure. She and I, she and I are we just in the studio recording some more stuff. Listen, I think that the diehard fans for sure want to hear it, and you want to reach new people as well. And if you want to get your stuff out there and have people recognize what you're doing, there's movies and TV shows and soundtracks and commercials, and so many places you can license your songs out to. Plus, the new bands and artists that are coming out nowadays, somebody might want to cover one of your songs. So I think it's important to stay fresh. And challenge yourself, and that's why we keep putting records out. We're, we got lucky. Uh, last year, I got a phone call from Derek Shulman, who was at a label called Frontiers, and he was the first guy to discover Enough's Enough and Cinderella and Bon Jovi and all these bands. And he says, uh, I'm at this label right now, uh, send me a record. We sent a record, and they ended up signing us. And it was an archival record, but that actually put us back in the game again. People started listening to the music. They checked out the videos. You know, nowadays it's not like MTV is going to play your stuff. But you got YouTube and you got Vivo. And we got some hits. People start paying attention to the songs. Some action started happening with the band. And uh, the record did good enough to where we uh, re-signed our deal and we, and we put another record out. It, that record's called Diamond Boy. And it comes out in September. And I'm really proud of it. I can't wait for everybody to hear 11 songs. It's, uh, if David Bowie... And the Beatles fought in an alley. <laughs> and she and she and she trick came in and broke the fight up. That's what the records. About. Well, that that's all you got to say. You've got you had me at David Bowie, man. That sounds awesome, and and always excited to hear stuff from you guys. It's always great. And you, you know, you've taken on, you know, I, I guess you could say a different role. Uh, Chips and you know, Chip enough's enough so has always been your band. You know, you helped form this band uh, back in 1984, and vocally. As you've taken on, you know, the lead vocals. I mean, I don't think the band's ever sounded so good. I'm not. I'm not just kissing your ass saying that. The band sounds great. You guys are back to a four piece. Things are sounding great. I mean, this is. It's got to. It's just got to be a good time for you right now. And, and and I'm telling you, you know, things are firing for you guys. And you you just sound awesome. Those vocals. It was like it was made for you to to sing these songs, man. You sound really good. Well, I'll never be the singer my brother is, and I hope that one day uh, people go back and they recognize that he's one of the. He'll be one of. He'll be. He should be known as one of the greatest singers of our generation. He is that good. Uh, hey, Donnie retired in 2013, though. Yes. Uh, from enough to enough. He didn't retire from music. He took a break. He had some health issues. He's cleaned that himself up there. Um, he was disillusioned by the business, but he's got some other ideas. He's got new management, and he's doing a solo thing right now, and I think he's going to do very well. So, you know, he, he gave me the... Uh, the, the kick in the ass and said, listen, if you're going to go out and do continue doing Enough's Enough, you sing the songs, at least the people are going to know it's Enough's Enough when they see you in the front. So I uh, appreciate the uh, vote of confidence. Hey, the band sounds good. And most shows are great. Some shows are, it's tough out there, especially with YouTube. You can't, you, you really, you, you can't uh, 
uh, really watch those videos and official them because you know people just grab their phones and they put the stuff out there and you hope it sounds good and you just do the best you can. There's really no room for error anymore in this world <laughs> when it comes to rock musicians. I've seen some really crappy shows okay in the past and I'm, and I'm sure those bands that were playing them are real happy that nobody heard them except for the people that were out in the crowd. And you know they sometimes people listen with their eyes instead of their ears and they got through it and they were okay. But in this case, in this day and age, you really got to nail it. And uh, I appreciate your kind words. I think the yeah. band is strong. I got Tony Fennell, ex-singer from Ultravox, who took Majora's place, playing guitar and singing with me. And uh, Tori Stoufregan from New Black 7 and uh, Daniel Hill uh, playing drums. And it's a really a strong band. These guys don't come in and they never mail in any shows. All the shows that we've been playing, they've been all over with tour with Kiss, at the, with the Kiss Cruise and did uh, Ace Freely for uh, a month and a half, and now here we are getting ready to announce another major tour. We've been playing with some pretty good bands, with tour, you know, tour with LA Guns, their, their new records out now as well. Yes. Um, we try to stay fresh and innovative, and uh, we're lucky we're still out there playing. Thank, thank the good Lord that we get a chance to still go out there and make music for these people, and uh, this Saturday is going to be a kick-ass show. I think the people from Kansas City, their diehard fans have been following us for 25 years. That's going to be jam-packed. What does it say about, you know, this this era of music and, you know, kind of lumping it all in together, probably unfairly, but just this era, the fact that you can, you know, that uh, Enough's Enough has played things like M3, has played Rocklahoma's, there's lots of festivals, bands are still out there, still doing it. What does it say about that era of music? Because to me, it's it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's just great to see so many bands still out there. It harkens so many of us back to to our youth, to the, to the, to the good times. The 80s were such a good, fun time. What do you think it says? About the about your era. Well, one thing it says is we're certainly blessed. The fans have been terrific. But listen, back in those days, those songs were exciting. People were writing songs about having a great time. The first time they fell in love, the first time they had sex, the first time they went out and they party with their friends, the first time they met somebody new in their life and started a fresh relationship. The songs were it's about a, a celebration of life. That's what was good about those songs. It wasn't gloom and doom. And, and listen, there's nothing wrong with those kind of songs as well. But it was a happy time, partying, everybody having a great time going out there and doing their thing and sharing of uh, experience together. And those some of those songs were, that were written by some great artists, those are timeless. The Desmond Child stuff he did with, with Bob Joby and Errol Smith, those are great songs. Are you kidding me? There's a smash hits, and a lot of the bands are writing good hit songs that radio is playing it. And it just resonates that people still remember those songs and those good times, and they're looking for it again. Absolutely the case, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, got a full slate of summer concerts myself, including, of course, kind of kicking it off with Enough's Enough and Bullet Boys here coming up, kind of kicking off the summer. That's kind of a cool deal, and you know, you guys, not you know, going back um, to to your self titled debut, I want to go back there for a minute because when you you guys formed in 1984 and kind of kind of had some success uh, before the debut. Just talk about how the things changed for you guys. Uh, all of a sudden, in 1989, you have two top ten uh, hits on MTV, and the, and you know, Fly High, Michelle, a new thing. Talk about how things changed for you guys at that time. Well, we came from the South Side of Chicago. I graduated from Brother Rice High School, and uh, Donnie and I had a vision. We just uh, we just, we worked really hard. We opened for any band that would come through Chicago, whether it was Cheap Trick or BTO. It didn't matter who the band was, if we could get the gig, we'd take it. We made no dough at all. We just wanted to play shows for everybody and try to steal their fans. And eventually we got a break, 
And uh, Doc McGee caught us in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. He was, he was working with a band called Skid Row. They were doing a record. Doc says, uh, I got three cassette tapes. Cassettes were big back then, bro. And uh, he said, I got three cassette tapes in my car. Two of them are enough stuff. I said, oh, man, thanks. I appreciate it. He's a, he's a Chicago guy as well. And so is his mother and father. They all lived in the, in the Midwest. And he says, I'm going to turn it on to a guy who I think might be interested in hearing your stuff. And that's when it all started. We went from working construction jobs in the daytime and playing at nighttime to uh, signing a big record deal with Atco Atlantic Records. And within months, we were on a tour bus traveling around the country. Actually, we started in a, in a van. And the single took off at MTV. There was a guy named Rick Krim at MTV, a wonderful friend of ours who just uh, really believed in the band. And he started putting our single in rotation. And the people reacted, because that's what it's all about. It's the people that make the hit songs, okay? It's the people that make a band successful. Sure. Sure, the band's got to go out there and work and write and play stuff. But at the end of the day, even with a great record and a killer band, you still got to get the folks to get out there and go, yeah, we believe in this one and support it. So that what took that took off for us, and then right after that, those singles came out, and we we sold our first record went gold. We did very well, um, and the record company said, "Start the next record." We went, we wanted to go three or four deep on this record because our friends from Cheap Trick or the guys in Kiss, Paul Stanley, call it a classic. And all of our rock star buddies, Howard Stern was a big supporter. He's always has been, and we had all these big guys saying, "This record's a killer record." You know, keep it up and. We thought we could continue to work it, but the record company said, let's make another record. We've had two hits already. And by the time we finished that record, which was a double record, it was called Strength. And we loved it. It was, it was um, a very self-indulgent record. We wrote the songs. Uh, it was autobiographical. Enough to wrote all those songs about, you know, growing up together, Donnie and I. And when the record came out, it was a whole change of the guard. Then you had Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Mud Honey, all these different bands, or Nirvana. Everybody came out of the woodwork. And most of the bands in that era, some of them, rightly so, they disappeared. And the ones that were strong, uh, they were they continued to flourish and, and be able to move forward. And we were one of them. We went out and got a tour bus, a uh, tour with Twisted Sister, went around the country playing shows. And, we, and the support wasn't the same as it was back in 89 or 90. Uh, but for some reason, we just didn't give up. We believed in what we had. That record ended up doing very well for us. We were picked the Rolling Stones, Hot Band of the World. And we said, okay, well, there's some little, there's a few things that are happening out there that justify us to continue to push this choo-choo train forward. And uh, with, with, the, with, the good, with, the, with the blessing out there and uh, the fan support, we were able to keep putting records out there and barely, but we did them. And then all the records did just did enough for us to keep going. And here we are now in 2018 with, uh, with a fresh new record coming out on a major label. Uh, you know, I'm not confused emotional progress. That's what my manager used to say, Herbie <laughs> Herbert, an old man. He says, uh, Chip, that's a shortcut to thinking, you know, but this is not a great, strong record. Everybody here sees the band is pretty impressed with what we're doing. Uh, and we come out every single night kicking ass. Come see the band. No guys backstage, no sequencers and stuff. It's just four guys kicking ass, singing and playing. That's what it's all about, Chip. I can't wait. And, uh, you know, you talk about a major label. I love what Frontiers is doing. It just, it seems, they really seem to build their bands up really well. We have a good working relationship with them as far as uh, the promotion and stuff. Frontiers is awesome. I, I can't say enough about them. And I'm just, I'm so glad, happy for you guys to have, uh, have this, have Diamond Boy come out on, on Frontiers. And we're so excited to hear it, man. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got good label. Hey, if folks get a chance to check out anything on Frontiers, 
Sebastian Bach's on there, of course. The, the New Journey's on there. Night Ranger's on the list. Uh, it's a potpourri of terrific band. A new Striper record just came out, like I said earlier. L.A. Guns is a album's out there. It's a strong label. It's uh, really, it's really committed to putting out good with great bands. And uh, we're lucky to be in the same company as some of those wonderful bands that have sold 20, 30 million records. Uh, it's a good opportunity for Enough's Enough. And I think that this Saturday is going to be a great show. I hope everybody attends it because... You don't want to miss what could happen that night. Remember Mark Torian? <laughs> he brings it every single night. He's the only guy left from the Bullet Boys, but um, you can't deny his pipes, and he's got some great songs. He's got a strong band behind him. And there's also a couple of groups that are opening on that. Uh, Pump Five, they're from Los Angeles, and that features Alex Kane, the only guitar player from Life, Sex, and Death. And uh, another band that's on the bill that just finished their album over at Chicago Recording Company, and I think they're, I think they're signed with a major label soon. They're called 20 Spot. A uh, three-piece band, they sound like Green Day. So it's four great bands that night. You can't go wrong. You get to see them in a small venue because next year these guys are going to be playing arenas. That's wonderfully said. I can't wait for Saturday. Chip, thank you so much for the time, man. I know uh, you're busy back on the road here in just a couple days, and we'll see you on Saturday in Kansas City. We'll come up and say hello for sure, give you, you know, shake your hand and say hello. It would be an honor. It's just been a pleasure talking to you, man. We'll catch up soon. See you Saturday, my friend. Kansas City, here I come. Thanks, bro. <laughs> See you, you bet. Thank you. Thanks a lot to Chip for joining us just a few days before Enough's Enough show here with the Bullet Boys at the Scene Rock Bar. Go to enoughsenough.com to check out information on the rest of the tour, on tickets to the show here in Kansas City. If you're a local that uh, listens to the Music Mania podcast, you're going to want to check this show out. You probably already have tickets. You need to because they, they and the Bullet, Bullet Boys are going to be bringing it uh, this Saturday night. Can't beat these weekend shows, man. See, like less and less bands playing weekend gigs. Sometimes, you know, a lot. I know a lot of bands do kind of fly in gigs for weekends, but man, these bands are out. They're still they're still grinding it out. Sometimes, you know, you got to catch them on a weeknight or something. Not this time. Not in Kansas City. It's on Saturday night. Don't want to miss that. So coming up right now, we have we're going to transition to our interview with Madam Mayhem. Yeah. Madam, it is great to talk to you again. It's been a while. It's been a couple years, I think. How's it going? Yeah. What have you been up to, ma'am? Everything's great. How are you? Well, we are just wonderful, and it's great to hear from you again. And if my if my geography uh, is correct, and it isn't always, I, I've got you in Nashville tonight for a show. What do you? How's it yep. been going up there? This is a, this is a one of my favorite cities. I know it's cliched. I love Nashville. It's it, it's not just for country. All types of music equally represented in the Nashville area. Nashville. Yeah, Nashville's great. It's going to be our first real show playing here. I mean, we've all been here a bunch, but it's our first show, and we're on the road with Seven Dust right now, and uh, it's been a uh, great tour so far, and uh, yeah, we're just having a really good time. What's it like with those guys? I mean, you talk about Seven Dust, an established band. They've been around 20 years. Uh, they're still doing it, still you know, at the top of their game, of course. It's been going a couple weeks. I mean, how's it been going? Any, any shenanigans going on? What's this? What's this thing been like so far? It's been so fun. I mean, we're having such a great time, and the Seven Best guys are just so great and so fun to watch as well. And actually, Clint played on my new album, Ready For Me, as well as co-wrote some songs with uh, Corey and I. So, you know, it's kind of like we're one big happy family. That's just great to hear, and this is a great tour. And I was, you know, talking with um, uh, with your publicist, with Chipster PR, which is just the best, the best publicist we work with, and I love those guys, and I love Chip. And I was like, uh, Chip, this is great. I'm glad to have Madden back on. I was like, but it'd be great to, you know, be promoting a show that she's going to be doing here in, in, in my in the area. And he goes, 
Yeah, well, well, she's got one. You might want to recheck the um, the list because you're going to be here uh, in Merriam, Kansas, which is right over the border from Kansas City here in just a few weeks, May yep. 24th. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. Fun. This will be my first time. So this is going to be awesome. Yay. Well, look forward to uh, giving you a great show because that's uh, what we love to do. Absolutely. Come on out, folks. Anyone, you know, in this area. Um, of course, this is a national show. You know, a lot of people listen from across the country. But if you're in my area, in my neck of the woods, do not miss this. This is going to be awesome coming up here May 24th. This is kind of kind of a one-off, kind of a break from uh, from the Seven Dust Tour, doing some headline dates along the way. Is, is that kind of how you're doing it? Yeah, yeah, you know, in between. We we don't like to take too much time off when we're on the road. We love to play, so, uh, yeah, we're doing a few uh, headlining shows in between this awesome tour that we're on. So everyone should definitely come out and hang out, and it'll be a more intimate setting so we can, you know, meet everyone, which What's, we love to do. Talk about kind of the, the uh, just the, the logistical aspects of these shows. You know, you you, 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 know, you play shows with Seven Dust, uh, you know, you meet, your set's maybe a little shorter, and then you do the headline show, play a little longer. What what is there, is there some kind of some headaches, some some stuff that's kind of, you know, you have to try to work out, add some songs, take some songs off, you know, going in between the two? Oh, well, we definitely play around with the set list for sure, but uh, it's, it's more fun and creative than it is a hassle, so we don't mind at all. Absolutely. Well, we're so excited to have you, and this just is so great to see uh, see you know what this has come for you guys and uh, the new album, of course, which is ready for me. It came out in October. Um, I tell you what, I'm, I'm so impressed with this thing, and just what's been the reception uh, that, that you guys have heard, and, and just kind of talk about um, how this album came about and how you know I'm sure you're extremely proud of it. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, yes, I am extremely proud of it. It's, it's a very personal record. You know, if anyone ever wanted to know the deep, dark secrets of Madame Mayhem, all you have to do is listen to uh, songs 1 through 13, and you'll know them. Um, so besides the fact that I, I love the songs, I love how everything came out. Working with Corey Lowry, uh, producer and co-writer, again, was an amazing experience, and all the great guest artists, including our own drummer, Ryan Bennett, was amazing. And besides just being great, hard-hitting songs that people can rock out to. I really am happy about the feedback where people really feel like they can relate to the songs uh, and get help people get through hard times. Which some people have been saying that it's been doing, which for me means everything because recording this album and writing this album was very therapeutic for me because I was also and still going through tough times. And that's what music's all about, you know, getting you through things and, and being able to enjoy life that way. I think that's something that's maybe lost in, in rock music today is maybe just relatable content. This to me is, like you said, very relatable. How important is that to you to be able to, you know, relate to people, whether it be lyrically or uh, stylistically, you're, you're relating to people. And I think that that's something that that's lost and you're kind of recapturing that. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, obviously I, I write the music for myself first and then knowing that we are able to translate it to make other people have it as, as their sense of comfort and to relate to means the world to me because growing up and even today listening to music whether it's my own or someone else's having that be your thing that you can relate to means the world so if other people can relate to us that just makes it all better Let's talk about the videos because I was just watching the the one for All Around the World. Of course, you have uh, one for Ready for Me as well from this. How important are the videos for you, especially um, as such a visual performer and a visual band that you guys are? How important were these videos for you guys? Because they're awesome. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, they're a lot of fun. And, you know, it's always good to release a few videos with every album release. But uh, the, the two, uh, All Around the World and Ready For Me, were really cool concepts I got to do with these great directors out in L.A. And then, of course, Where You Started, we did just the whole band kind of rocking out, which was really cool, too. So it's great to be able to play with it and kind of bring these songs to life in your own creative way that's not just the creation of the song itself. 
Well, you talked about some of the collaborations you've done, and that it really stands out. The, the the people you've had on this album, and I think last album you had like maybe Billy Sheehan and, and Bumblefoot, and yeah. that, we got Billy Sheehan coming on next week to talk about their band Sons of Apollo. I mean, you gotta you gotta oh, look at great. what they're and aren't they freak? They're just amazing. Like I'm so impressed with what they what they've done. I, I love I love Sons of Apollo. Yeah, they're great. And make sure to tell Billy I say hello. I'm actually, uh, his wife is coming out to our show here in Nashville today, and I'm really excited because I love them. They're they're really like big brother, big sister to me, and, and they're just like the most amazing people. I love them so much. I have been just obsessed with, and it's funny because, you know, as a non-musician, but just, you know, going off what I hear, it's it's why I'm doing what I do, and it's why you do what you do. That's kind of why there's a line between us because I'm not a musician, but to my ear, to my naked ear, untrained, Billy Sheehan's bass tone, I don't think it's ever been replicated. It's 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 something that, you know, you recognize right off. It's unbelievable and I and, and I know that you were glad to have some of that collaboration, you know, on 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 some of your work and just my gosh, the guy just, you know, to still have it, to still, you know, be going strong at you know, it's unbelievable and I'm just so so glad to to be a fan of his. He's amazing. Yeah, amazing. And there's just I don't know, there's just so it's encouraging to see, you know, projects like uh like what they have going on um he and bumblefoot and, and seeing them work together is awesome it's just like sometimes it's like overload some of these bands like i can't there's so much musicianship and so many amazing things going on i can't even like can't even handle it jeff right. scott soto singing like it's insane yeah it's, I, I i hope i get a chance i haven't been able to see this uh that lineup live yet but i hope i can do it uh, sometime soon because we're on the road at the same time, but hopefully I'll be able to check it out. Well, what's coming up for you after this summer? Of course, you got a lot of tour dates coming up, and um, and then you know you're still touring on this album. What's going to come up for you? You know, maybe next year, 2019. What can we expect from Madam Mayhem coming up? Well, we're always writing and creating new music, so that's that's a consistent thing that we're working on, and of course, trying to get some more cities and playing more shows for everyone. I mean, that's that's our happy place, so we hope we can uh, continue to do so. Well, here I w- thought I was gonna, you know, do a show with you and talk about how we need to get you here so I can finally see you live, but it's actually happening. I'm so. So excited Yay. for that. This is going to be great. This is coming up here. Again, I just want to say uh, the date is gets, uh, May 24th coming up here at Aftershocks, which is an awesome venue. Uh, I've seen a lot of bands there, so this is going to be cool. And uh, you can go to madammayhem.com to check out um, all the rest of the tour dates. And what I like I like the, the consistency of, of, of the Madam Mayhem branding. You pull up a lot. You know, I talked to a lot of bands, and I have to pull up 16 different uh, names for social medias. You got at uh, Thunderbolt958 on Twitter, at Thunder. Uh, uppercase bolt on Instagram. Yours are all the same. It's at Madam Mayhem. Yeah, except, except except for um except for Twitter where it's Mayhem official. Yeah, they're all the same. And um, if anyone also wants to subscribe to our YouTube, where we'll be posting some more fun stuff as, along with those full videos we already have out. That's Madam Mayhem official. So everyone should definitely do that. And uh, yeah, Facebook. Everyone should say hi, Madam Mayhem. Like the page, and uh, we'll talk and Instagram as well. Well, you're great with the fans. You're great with, and I, you know, before we let you go, I always think it, you know, to, to, to look at what you do and to think about, I always think about uh, the influences and, and, and how people are influenced in music. And the, to me, when you see a strong uh, female presence like you have, it has to influence other, you know, young girls in, in these crowds. And I think that that's something that's so important. How, what's some of the feedback you get when you talk to, to some, some of these young ladies, you know, after a show or something? Well, it's been great because uh, I, I think it's more just the girls being excited that there's another girl out there rocking out at their favorite rock show, opening up for a band that they like. You know, there, there are more and more girls that are coming 
you know, out right now and playing, whether they're the lead singer or, you know, bass player or drum, whatever it may be. And, and it's really cool that uh, it's becoming more of the norm. So uh, if I can be a good role model to all those chicks out there, then uh, I will be happy. Well, keep doing what you're doing. We'll see you here in a couple of weeks here in the, in the Kansas City area. Have a great show tonight, and we will catch up with you soon, madam. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Can't thank Madam Mayhem enough for joining us for the second time and for Chips Enough. Guys, what a great show it's been. We are glad to be back and doing our thing here on the Music Mania podcast. The interviews keep coming. Guys, next week, we're going to be joined by none other than Billy Sheehan from On the Road with Sons of Apollo. Of course, you know him, one of the great bassists of all time. We're going to keep things going. And a uh, little teaser, huge interview coming up as... I don't know. Should I should I really give this out right now, or should I kind of keep it a secret? Probably doesn't matter. I'm just going to tell you, we have Lizzie Borden coming up, a guy I've wanted to talk to forever. I'm a huge fan. Lizzie Borden has a new album uh, getting ready to come out uh, through Metal Blade, and I'm going to talk to him about his reemergence. It's been 10 years since the release of his last album. Over 10 years, I believe, maybe 11 going to talk to Lizzie Borden, a guy I've been a fan of, uh, you know, for, for my whole life. So that's all coming up. Guys, get out there, see a show. It's summertime. It's time to get outside and enjoy your friends, your uh, cold beverages, live music. That's what it's all about. That's what we're about here on the Music Mania Podcast, and things are just getting started. Be sure to join us next week. Billy Sheehan will join us right here on this very show.